And we are back with another episode of On the Delo. And today, my special guest is my wife. Yeah, hello. Are you excited? I am. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> when you're nervous in front of your... <laughs> I'm on, on this microphone with you, I never know what you're going to come up with. This so. is amazing. Her new name is Kimberly K. DiLorenzo. Yes, yes, finally. Finally. I finally got it changed. Oh, thank goodness. What a sexy name that is, right? It, you know, it is a sexy name. I, re- I like it a lot. Yeah, I, I thought like you would. Yeah. Um, and, and in respect and, and, and benefit of, uh, of my wife today, we are um, sponsored by Purely Sedona Glass Bottles. <laughs> It's uh, it's her favorite. Are she, you allowed to say she, that? We're not really sponsored. No, we're not really sponsored. Dave buys I, these and, you know. And I get shit about it all the time when I come home. She's like, why are you buying those expensive glass bottles for the office? No, I mean, we drink out of these bottles at home. So I'm a big fan of, obviously, glass, but you could just have, like, an RO dispenser. We do. We have that as well. But we're going to talk a little bit about our health protocols and, and things like that. So it's kind of a good segue. Um for everybody that is listening, now there, there's many people here that listen that um, may not know that I have a wife because <laughs> um, she you know, only likes to be on camera ever so often. So this is like an elusive Bigfoot sighting here, which is beautiful. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Bigfoot now. <laughs> well, you're a very pretty Bigfoot. Oh, no. I might rather be a Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> okay. You're a sexy Loch Ness Monster. How's that? <laughs> okay. It always attracted me to you. Um, but, um, you know, my, my wife and what attracted me to her and what had me love her so much is her ability to communicate and to talk and to um, always let me know how she's feeling. But prior to that, I would say I was very, very superficial in the fact that I would see her on magazine covers. <laughs> and so, um, Kimberly K. DiLorenzo, why don't you talk a little bit about your history uh, prior to me and in, in fitness and modeling and all that sort of stuff so people can have a little bit of a background of you. Okay, so specifically to that. Um, <clears throat> well, let's see. I guess after I had the kids, uh, who are 21 and 19 now, mm-hmm. uh, they were younger then. I just It started really just trying to get in shape. I didn't have any aspirations to do that. I actually needed to lose a lot of weight. I wanted to get healthier. Uh, having two babies was pretty rough. And I started on that path and eventually... Uh, grew to really love it, grew to love running, started incorporating other fitness things into that. And one day a friend of mine said, uh, you should do a fitness show. And I was shocked. Like I'd never even, I guess maybe some people in your audience know what that is. Yeah, define fitness show. So a fitness show is like there are several different um, ones around the country that you can do. And you sign up, you get on stage in this really skimpy bikini if you're a girl And you can either do, uh, there's different divisions. You could do like fitness, um, you could do figure, which is a little more muscular. You could do bikini, which is what I did because I was not wanting to build quite as much muscle so quickly. Anyway, in my opinion, you get on, get up there, you smile, they rate you, Right. you're done. Yeah. (laughs) So, so I was surprised, but I thought, you know what? I, I bet I could do that. And I did. A couple shows, and one was Fitness America in Vegas. Um, that was kind of had a different flavor. Um, personality was part of it. There's a component where you dress up in a costume. So it, it probably sounds weird to people listening. What was your costume? It was like a I, well, you know, I didn't really understand. Yeah, I didn't really yeah. understand going into it all the nuances. Well, that's original. Yeah, well, 
I have this thing. I get involved in stuff, and I don't really, like, when I did pageants and stuff, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into, and I kind of learned as I went. But, mm. yeah, I mean, I was a referee, so I thought I thought it represented me, though, because I can ride the middle ground pretty easily. Mm. Like, I can see two sides of stories and stuff. I thought, this suits my personality. I don't think they cared or gave me a chance no, to say that. No, they weren't but looking at your outfit. Right. No. <laughs> anyway, I did that, and um, simultaneously I had another friend say, you know, Kim, there's this open audition for this casting call for uh, modeling opportunities. At the time, it was up at City North. You should go. And I thought, huh, well, I did a little bit of that when I was little like that. Maybe I'll try. And I did. And I got it. And I got another magazine spread that was really just a feature, not not a big thing. But that kind of opened the door to some of these opportunities for me. And I parlayed off of that by pursuing some opportunities to write for magazines and kind of honing my freelance writing skills and then eventually opening a company called Fit Mom Diet. Uh, mm-hmm. we had a business partner, Shannon, and focused on fitness, nutrition, wellness. Uh, it was for moms, you know, trying to help moms get healthy and kind of develop that, which turned into news segments and magazine articles and modeling and the early stages of influencing oh, yeah. before, you know, we see so many people doing it now, but back a lot of good 10 years ago, <clears throat> it wasn't. Yeah. You had a lot of good news segments and magazine articles and all sorts of stuff. And I think those magnet magazines were more prominent back then because Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff wasn't really utilized the way it is now. Yeah. Some of them have since gone out of business. We yeah. Don't see as many magazines. Yeah. Tell everybody about the Pepsi current, wasn't a Pepsi commercial you were in? Uh, it was a print ad, national print okay. ad. Yeah. yeah. And you were like a witch? <laughs> no. Oh. No. <laughs> no, you're thinking of two different things. I did land a, um, I think there was like 54 million copies of that ad that Whoa. went out, which is crazy. It, it might be a little lower, but I mean, it was some crazy amount all over the country. Um, so that was a Pepsi ad. And uh, that was cool. I got paid really well for that. Um, but you're thinking of when I got cast as the ugly wife, I think. And I, I looked like a witch. And that was a commercial for one-stop title loans. Oh. And I, I, <laughs> I mean, I walked in there. I got the job. I, I mean, I think I got it because the personality I brought when I did the audition. But then they transformed me. It was a super talented makeup artist. I think it was Allison Penn did that to me. And she put this nose on. And I, it was so fun, though. Like, we were early morning. It was August. We're trying to get this goat to walk because it's set in these different times. And I'm like, why don't you just maybe get it food? It wouldn't move. We're all sweating. It was really fun, though. That sounds great. Okay, well, that is my wife's background in history. It's it's amazing. Being an ugly, being an ugly uh, in a Pepsi commercial. That that Pepsi that Pepsi ad. They did tell me that I I was pretty um, cut then, like more defined, and they saw me. I kind of covered that up in the audition. You kind of have to like fit the role. And then when I got there, they're like, "Oh, we're not going to be able to have you wear this tank top. We're going to have to like." fluff you up a little Listen bit. Listen to you, yeah. Yeah, so... Shredded. You know, well, then, yeah, yeah. it just depends on right. on the role. There were certain things I didn't get because I wasn't shredded enough, so... Yeah, and, and let's talk about the seasons of life. So, it, in your 20s, what were you busy, you know, doing as far as, um, let's just say, health and wellness sorts of things? Like, what was your mantra back then in your 20s? <laughs> in my 20s? Yeah, if anything. I mean, <sighs> was it Starbucks and... No, I don't think there, kids? Starbucks was as much around. And I didn't have kids till I was 28 and 30, yeah. but I was in graduate school. So I was literally like studying all the time, 
eating popcorn on Friday night. I still love popcorn. Yeah, you do. Gosh, like, yeah. I try to get the healthy popcorn now if I'm going to eat it. But um, And I was eating in dining halls. And I was living in Ohio, so it just... Yeah. And I didn't really know anything about health. I mean, I I was an athlete when I was young, so I had a little bit of that. Right. I knew some basic stuff, but it, it was nothing like I... What sports did you play when you were young? Um, I was a runner and yeah. a long jumper. Um, I played basketball in high school. Uh, those were probably the sports I was best at. Like, I was terrible at softball. I was a gymnast for a long time when I was younger. Mm. Would have loved to have pursued that, but we didn't really have the money in my family to set me up the way that, you know, I would have needed to, to be competitive on a larger level. Yeah. Cause I mean, the thing is, is like in, in your twenties, you get out of being a kid and doing all those sports. And then in your twenties, all of a sudden you're like, you're on your own, you personally, cause you didn't really have the support that a lot of people do have with their parents. And now you're like into adultism real quick. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I was, I was an adult from probably like 15. Yeah. Yeah. Watching and maintaining and doing all that stuff on your on your own. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so that's your 20s. And then at 28, you have Matthew, mm-hmm. right, our oldest, yep. who's 21 now. That's a little crazy, right, I, I know, think? It's just insane. A young man. A 21-year-old. Yeah, he just got back from Vegas. and uh, God help us. <laughs> no, no, he's a good kid. He's a good kid, but, you know, yes. when he comes back, he's like, yeah, I'm up 100 bucks. I'm like, I don't even want to know. I know. Don't, yeah. don't even tell me. Yeah. And then, I'm not uh, a big fan of gambling, but... No, it is what it is. And then in your 30s really is where kind of your fitness journey really started, right? Yeah, I think so. Because I had Jack at 30 and then, you know, a few years later, um, it's kind of a weird thing to talk about, I guess. But I I guess I do have a past life, so I do have an ex-husband. And there were some health challenges there with him. And uh, it really just got me focused on how important health is. And so, and really, it was honestly mentally, I started running uh, just to process the challenges of being a mom to young kids, the health stuff going on in our family. And I just, I more did it for my mental health. I never followed any plan. I never did 5K, you know, couch to 5K. I just started to run, listen to my body. And that just turned into something I love. And I'd trail run a lot in nature. So I love that. And it, it kind of grew from there, I would say, my love for fitness. Yeah, and then it turned into these fitness competitions, which you and I have both done, and they have their place, I think, at a certain time. Sometimes I think some people grow out of them, and like my father, some people never grow out of them. Mm-hmm. But they were very, I would say for me, and you'll probably say the same, um, almost like counterintuitive, almost abusive to our bodies. Yeah, I felt fortunate that I was older when I did that. And I had a pretty good head on my shoulders at, I want to say I was maybe 37 or 38 when I did that. Yeah. So I was pretty careful, but I see a lot of younger women get kind of sucked into that. And I was very in shape when I started. I didn't have much to change, but when you start and you try to lose 20 pounds and get cut really quick and you are eating fish every day, the thing I value about those competitions is the how it taught me what health is not. Yeah. So if that's something people want to do, more power to them. I learned a lot from it, but I think you have to proceed with caution and be very mindful of, is this truly healthy? Am I chasing an image or am I trying to get healthier? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's definition of health, I think, is relevant to 
um, what they see within themselves. So they may be looking at themselves in the mirror saying, hey, I'm totally shredded and cut, but they go do a blood test and it's like, it's not good. Yeah. It's all over the board. And, you know, specifically for women, you know, we're designed to carry a little bit of weight when you get to a certain level of body fat that's so low and you begin losing your period, my husband's favorite mm, word, yeah. you know, and your hormones are all over the board and you're not sleeping and you get brain fog. Like that's generally a sign that like, mm, you might need some fat or some food or, you know, yeah. some a better macro plan or just to eat more. So you kind of have to know your body and, uh, and really be intuitive about what that's, what's happening to you during that process. If, if you're going to do that, cause they have some pretty you know, hardcore. Oh yeah. Like, can like not drink water. I remember I would pass out in meetings. I would <laughs> literally be sitting up and I would fall asleep like our dog does, you know, watching TV Totally, and just fall like asleep Jersey. right there, like in front of my business coach. She's like, uh, are you with me? I'm like, huh? What? Yeah. Cause I was completely dehydrated. I was yeah. shredded. I mean, Hey, I think the low was when I went to fitness model international, which is this, you know, big was a conference at the time. And I was in the middle of my four-month prep, and I literally packed baby food, mm. like, so that oh. I could get my specific, like, green beans <laughs> for dinner. Awesome. And I just sat there. And I kind of just stopped eating at that point, because I'm like, I, or right before Fitness America, you, you know, you really cut at the very end, oh. and I was sitting there eating. The only thing in the whole grocery store at that point I could eat was chicken or avocados. And I felt like an animal at that point. I must have been, I mean, I was really lean. Like, yeah. And that was about the point I said, okay, Kim. That was fun. I, I, it was right towards the end that I'm like, okay, not, you know, this isn't going to happen again. Yeah, I, we have a, so uh, Diddy is in here uh, filming us today, and he's about to have a baby here soon. And so, Diddy, what do you think about eating some baby food? No. <laughs> no, not, not, not doing, doing it. it. Yeah. That's what well, you got to do to get shredded, it, man. If you cook it yourself, like, it's probably not bad. You know, you can just puree it. Eat. But I was literally getting those, like, Gerber. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so you and I have been together 10 years, right? And ten I think... 10 years? Yeah. You made Whoa. 10 years with me. decade. The seven-year itch went away three years ago. How amazing People is that? People don't realize that you were never married before, and you, you didn't have any biological kids, and you, uh, uh, you, you never I, lived with anyone, I, th I don't think. You, I think you thought I was gay. And there was no. <clears throat> no, but I did think you were retired when we first met, remember? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because I would always show up conveniently. Thank God I had my own job. That's the only reason why I got her. If I, if I, if I had to be adhere to a schedule where I couldn't leave, I don't know if I would ever got my wife because I couldn't just like leave and then, you know, show up with a rose like I did while she was at the car wash. But uh, for another time. Okay. Um, so we're talking about health in, in this episode and, and we can get into some other stuff, but we've been together 10 years. I mean, you know, now we, we, we know each other pretty well and we all have, our, we have our things. Like my wife likes to go to the bathroom, the door open, um, which, <laughs> so do you, but, but it's, it's just payback. Tell I mean, them what I say. Well, we would get sidetracked if you tell them what I said, but what? No. It's, it's, well, when I have the door open, you don't really see anything, <laughs> but if you pee with the door open, I literally see urine coming out of you. So it's different. Okay. Well, that's, 
then don't. Yeah. Anyways. All right. So we do a lot of health stuff together. So let's talk about some of the things that we do. I, I guess since we're talking about my pee coming out of me, let's talk about the thing that we put in us, which is ozone yeah. and, and tell, tell the audience listening. Um, and these are all things that you can legitimately do um, at your home on your own. I know you and I were very sketched out about this at first because you're going and you're buying a tank that you're going to fill up uh, balloons with, you know, right? You know, party balloons. And you're going to put it in this machine and then you're going to stick it up your ass. And <laughs> why, why don't you give the audience a little bit of the health benefits of why we're doing this? Well, you know, we decided to do that because I had been trying to unravel some health issues that I had had post, you know, all the story I, I just told. And uh, I, I did, I tried a lot of different things and I got, and I still am. I, I love health. I love nutrition. I love the really deep dive of biohacking and figuring out, and I can get a little carried away admittingly. So then I have to reel myself back. But uh, towards the end of that, I did intravenous ozone, which is where you go, you need to go into a doctor's office and kind of like an IV, if you've ever had a saline IV, they stick that in you, but they actually take blood out, mix it with, you know, ozonate it and put it back in your body. And it's such a powerful healing method. Um, it boosts your mitochondrial function. And so it can help with everything from, you know, dormant uh, viruses in you that you don't even really realize you have, uh, getting more energy, uh, helping you sleep better. If you have things like mold il illnesses or Lyme or anything like that, it it's really considered the gold standard. So I did eight rounds of that. I found it tremendously helpful, but it's expensive. So I started researching the rectal ozone. We were pretty nervous, and then we came across a friend who was doing it. She's yeah. like, it's not that bad. So, you know, if it's something you're interested in, if you can find somebody that has it and can kind of show you, right. or there's lots of YouTube videos and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So we do. We, we, you just It's so easy, though. You just put the ozone in a bag, put it up you an inch or two. It's the smallest thing. My kids freak out. They are going to do it someday, but they're, they're too scared yet. They're like, we're not doing it. Well, I mean, they're, they're doing things that we're not doing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So a bunch of crap. Exactly. So. <laughs> All right. Well, that, that's the ozone. I mean, that's, that's really the over the top, probably the most creative thing that I'm sure that we're one out of, you know, a million that, you know, that do that sort of thing. And I do, I, I find the benefits of it because I just don't get sick a lot and I just, I'm, I'm pretty healthy. Um, so I just, well, I, I think you can explain to the, to, to people listening, like how over the n top neurotic I am about doing everything. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. It, you know, we're super different in that respect. Um, I can get really fixated on learning about all this stuff, but I flow a lot. I take things as they come. If I feel called to do something, I do it. If yeah. I wake up one day, I mean, Dave, wake, Dave goes to bed at eight every night and gets up at four, three fifty four every day. Almost always, like except for a couple times a year if he goes to a concert. And then everything he does, he journals, including how many times he pees at night, every supplement he takes. He does red light belly every night. Doesn't <laughs> matter what's going on. If he comes home late, he sits on the couch and does it. Now, I should have never got that as a Christmas gift because I didn't realize it would become... But yeah, because you, I have addiction are, problems, so yeah. I'm utilizing those addiction. I shouldn't say problems, just the addiction mindset. And I'm, I'm utilizing the good addictions to keep doing that stuff over and over, as opposed to bad addictions. Well, I always tell you that, like the, I think we have a thing that we talk about, Dave and I. That's the things that drive me a little nuts about you now are the things that I fell in love with you for. Mm. And sometimes I'm like, really, do you have to work out? Like, I mean, could right. you do something different, but. 
that same personality is what makes you really good in business and in relationships. You're consistent. Like you're so organized. You're so on top of it. Um, so it's a strength, really, I think. And yeah. something that I you just like to, to give me shit. When, yeah. I don't want to be totally like you, but a little bit of it for me is good. It's very, it's very nice. Uh, do we, so do we both have a supplement problem or do I have a supplement problem? Or is it kind of a combo of both? Because we, we go to a natural path, which, you know, we enjoy yeah, going to. A functional medicine doctor. So yeah. It's a little different than natural. You well, still say that. I still say that. Whatever. I mean, okay, she's functionally natural. Well, but. I mean, like a functional medicine doctor is a person that has traditional medical training. Right. She's a trained anesthesiologist, uh, but also a functional natural approach. Yes. So they know both of those worlds, and they have different educational training. And how many drugs has she prescribed us? None. Zero. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So we. So we do our things like our fish oils, our magnesiums. I mean, those are. I mean. What are our non-negotiables that you and I both do? Well, I think uh, both of us have extensive panels done every three to six months. And so we know where each of us stand. And then there's some overlap, which there probably are with most humans. Most humans, I think, tend to be deficient in zinc and magnesium and vitamin D. um, And fish oil is just kind of like an omega. They... They're things that are good for everybody. So we overlap on those things. But I think to some degree, like I try to supplement where I need supplementation according to my tests. And then every once in a while, I'll throw in something because intuitively, I just feel like it's really helpful for me. Um, You, on the other hand, do the same thing as me, except that you get sucked in sometimes by... (laughs) different influencers or ads. And if they say hair growth, you're like, I got to have it. Look how good my hair looks. Well, it does, but you have to be careful because you can end up, you know, there's pros and cons of every supplement. You have to understand them a little bit more intimately or, you know, talk to a naturopath or a functional medicine doctor so they can make sure you're not like adding something that's going to take something else in a different direction. Right. Like a good example, people don't even re- actually went to like a ENT doctor and he's like, why are you on copper? And I had to explain to him because I'm on higher levels of zinc because my zinc levels are lower and zinc pulls copper from your system. Mm. So I supplement copper to keep that up from falling too low because that ratio is really important. But I, I mean, I even have, you know, medical doctors ask me that. My doctor's very aware of that. That's why I'm on it. So my levels really, you know, and we aim to be optimal. And I guess that's different than acceptable. Okay. So the moral of the story is basically people really need to read their labels, which I don't do. So I bought this supplement for hair growth. (laughs) Of course I did. And you know, I'm taking this thing and and then I have all my other supplements that I take. My wife decides to go in my cabinet as she usually does. And she pulls out the hair growth supplement and she's like, what, what are you doing? I'm like, what do you mean? What am I doing? I'm growing some hair. And uh, she's like, you are already double dosing, if not triple dosing on this, 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 and this. It was this. vitamin A, I think. Yeah, it was vitamin like A, right. Hammering yourself with vitamin A. Yeah. yeah. And and so sometimes, um, you know, more can be actually not good. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, you have to adjust to that. But yeah, read the labels of what you're doing and don't take too much, you know. I mean, you know, don't don't look at us for medical advice. No, we're not, I don't we're not give doctors. medical However, yeah. I will say there, there are some general, very low recommendations of a lot of things that, you know, the FDA says, you know, you'd be safe taking these. Like that's what multivitamins are. So at least, you know, those are good, but we kind of 
change our dosage according to what our doctor looks at our test. hundred percent. So let's talk about our, our love for organic food, because before I met you, you were basically eating out of Walmart bins. You're so ridiculous. Come on. Totally. I no, saw her at yeah, Walmart right. scrounging through bins, eating just whatever was there. <laughs> I was like, look, you know, we got to go organic if you're going to be with me. And she's like, oh my God, it's so much money. I don't know if we can do it. And, and then I talked her into it. Okay. Let's, okay. Let's just like <laughs> reframe this. So not everything I ate was organic. I did have some organic products, but I didn't feel like I had to buy everything organic. Um, whereas you were really good about buying organic when you went to the supermarket and then going to Starbucks every morning and getting an egg sandwich and eating muffins and single all the things. Yeah. So, but you know, got really interested in organic food and I really started to study it and try to understand why it's important and you know, why we can't just get our nutrients anymore from food and what non-organic food does to you and the nuances of it, the farmer's market versus the grocery store versus local food. And, um, I just, it, but it was a transition for us because it is expensive. Yeah. So we had to start with like the heavy hitting things that were really important and then slowly get our budget used to doing more and more to the point where I don't think we buy anything now that's not organic except for occasionally watermelon or avocado. Well, I, th I think the, the key, too, is that we're in a we're in a fortunate position because of, you know, the, the, all the years of work I've put in and, and all the things that you do to shop at different places and, and make sure that we're taking care of, you know, both, you know, um, price wise and good food wise and all that, because it takes a lot to shop organic. I mean, my, my wife's going to four different stores sometimes in a week just to find different products. And I mean, I remember during, you know, covid times or whatever, you'd go find turkey over at store A mm -hmm. that was less yeah. than, you know, half of what it cost the store B and, yeah. and you would search and look and all that. And, and so when you, when you look at it, if you just can, you know, not waste and, and buy what you like at least. Yeah. And I also think that there, I know a lot of people say I can't afford it and I fully understand that because yeah. there's been times when I can't afford it. However, you also have to look at it like what, where are you spending your money? Now, like you said, we can still, you know, afford to, you know, buy a car we like and eat organic. However, for people who can't like, and we were, I was in that position at one point, like you have to shift and think like, what might I be able to give up? So if you do go to Starbucks every day and spend four or $5 and you can make coffee at home, an yeah. organic cup for a quarter of the price, you know, or, or maybe it's not that you buy the most expensive cracker. Like maybe that's not part of your, you know, nutrition anymore, but you get your sweet potatoes organic and you find grass fed ground beef, which is more, but still like there's ways yeah. that you can do certain things that make it more affordable. Yeah. And, and don't go out to eat because now that's just actually go out to eat. <laughs> I mean, go support out, yes. them. But if you're eating out every day for like, we cook a lot. At, we cook a lot at yeah. home because, you know, for health benefits and knowing what's in our food and all that, we do like to go out to eat a lot. We support a lot of my clients and we enjoy that. And they always take care of us. But uh, when, when you talk about, you know, this and people are listening, you're like, ah, oh, organic, you know, that does it really make a difference. You know what? I look, I, for you, I don't know. Th that's fine. Don't eat organic. Like I don't give a shit. It, it, it's one of those things where I can just tell you with what my wife and I do together, we love doing it. And we, I think we, we operate an optimal level for where we're at, you know, health wise and in our age and all that. And so if something works for you, or if you at least want to try and experiment with it and it works for you, then why not keep going down that route? 
Yeah. Can I add one more thing? Yeah. Um, it goes into a little different level of health, but I think both of you and I have learned to do this, and that is, you know, showing appreciation for your food and blessing mm. your food. And I mean, this gets into a realm that maybe everybody's like, oh, that sounds a little crazy. But however you choose to express that, whether, you know, you're very religious or you're very spiritual, I find that um, food is energy mm-hmm. and energy is invisible. And the same way there's been scientific studies on changing the molecular structure of water, yeah. and that's been proven in labs. And, and we've actually met the guy that worked on that. Yeah, that's we used right. to be friends with him, um, which is awesome. Bill Tiller. Yeah. But, um, f- you know, food is the same way to me. So, yes, do I try to, you know, find local or in our garden? I love that food. Yeah. But when I can't. I try to sit in front of my food for a few, for like 30 seconds before I eat and send this energy to the food and also ask my body, okay, please, you know, pull the nutrients from this. Please let this nourish me. And I, it's really, the mind is very powerful. So it's the way you think about food too. So maybe you get stuck eating something. You're like, hey, it's probably not for the best of me, but I'm traveling and I got to grab yeah. this. That's a powerful practice in my opinion. Eat the pizza, health. enjoy it, bless it, and just have fun with it. Don't stress over it. Yeah. 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 Cuz sure. if you get too stressed, which, you know, I've done in the past, then that's equally as unhealthy. So. Yeah, 1000%. So, so all the stuff that we talk about today, it, it's all stuff that, you know, we do as a as a couple, we enjoy. I think anybody out there that's listening that has a, you know, has a spouse um, or a partner or whatever, um, if it's things that you want to do, going grocery shopping together, that's one thing that we do. We love it. Um, I put shit in the cart that she has no idea until we get to check out. <laughs> and she's like, what are you doing now? But and at least you don't get like the cupcakes out of the trash anymore. No, not that's anymore. Like, I, I did do that at one ago. time. <laughs> yeah. Cupcake, trash cupcakes are the best. What was that show? Uh, it was like... This is 40 or this something. Is 40, and yeah. She comes out and her husband's right. all in the outside trash. She's like, stop eating I know, cupcakes. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But I, so I, you know, for <laughs> to bring my wife on for the first time, I wanted to talk, you know, kind of like what we really love doing together. And we sound like, you know, we could possibly be the most boring couple in the world. And, <laughs> and there's a lot of truth to that because we do go to bed at, I go to bed at eight. She's a little bit later. Um, and nobody would ever describe you as boring. No, maybe me, but not. And we're, <laughs> and we're just into we're we're just into health and wellness and all that sort of stuff. So um, we're going to do many more kind of just segments of different things that we're going to talk about. But I, in my true nature of keeping this a half hour, um, I, I'm going to leave with asking my, my wife a few questions, um, and so you can kind of get to know her a little bit better. Uh, so, honey, what's your favorite TV show? Oh, seriously! Right now, what is it? <laughs> Well, it's a toss-up between Rock the Block on HGTV, mm. uh, which is awesome, and then like our kind of dumb guilty pleasure is 90 Day Fiance, because <laughs> we love to watch all the different places people go and the craziness of relationships, and yeah, I guess it makes us appreciate it. Yeah. And some of those actually work out, and some don't, so. I, yeah, I think it's, it's all fake, but whatever. It, I think it probably is, which would be a bummer. But. What, what's, um, what's your favorite pet? Hair a pet like out of ours that we own? I'm just it's a question. Well, <laughs> give me an answer. Um, well, Jersey yeah. and Leia. Okay, all right. Yeah, <laughs> Jersey and Leia. And then Jeremiah. Jeremiah or lizard? Yes. Third. Uh, what's what's your morning ritual? What do you like to do? Like, what is your favorite morning ritual if you're on course? 
You know what? I I love to have coffee now that I can have yeah. it. And I gave it up for two years. Um, didn't really like giving it up, but yeah. felt like it was important to do at the time. And now I have it back. And then once I kind of have coffee and give myself a minute to wake up, I love taking Jersey for a walk in the morning, getting that yeah. first sunrise, sunlight in my eyes. I like your, I like your little lemons. Setting mm. my circadian rhythms. Very cool. Tucson or Flagstaff? Oh, gosh, Flagstaff. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. And Jack's up there, too. So Yeah, a little Jackie. Uh, spa day or hike with husband? I don't both. Okay. Yeah, that's I fair. love both of yeah. those things. Yeah, you get excited. Yeah, those are two of my favorite things to do. So My wife is like my, my third dog. She shakes her tail every time we go on a hike. <laughs> okay, <She's right>. <laughs> well, I like it when you go with me because I know you I like know. to go run up Camelback. My wife does not like snakes. Speed, the so. snakes, no good. No, I don't go out in the summer no. on the trails unless they're really wide. Aliens or Bigfoot? Aliens. Okay. We're yeah. gonna, we got aliens? 100%. How cold is too cold for the air conditioning? There's no too cold. <laughs> as low as it goes. Okay. What it, so we're at, what, 62 right now? Three. 63. 63. Yeah. Does it go any lower? I think it actually goes to like 60. 60. But I feel like And then it like just breaks? I, I don't think it breaks. I mean, it has never broke for us. But I'm afraid if I turn it down much more, then what if I really feel like I need to turn it down? There's nowhere left to go. Mm. So. Okay. That's great. It's the, a problem when we travel, right? And it's ice bath. That's the next place to go sleep in that. Yeah. God. I like it. But I put all the blankets on me, so. We're going to talk about how we don't like to travel next podcast and all the things <laughs> that have to happen in order to travel and air conditioning is one of those things. Yeah, totally. Um, okay. Uh, what is your favorite home-cooked meal? Oh, gosh. I love filet mignon. Mm. Um, and then probably asparagus, a really nice green salad with lots of veggies and olive oil. Mm. Sounds good. That's probably mine. That's I know your, what yours is. What's mine? Yours is either bison or turkey burgers with organic uh, Colby Jack cheese, pickles, sauerkraut, olives, and potatoes that we make at home. Yeah, we have the air fryer. <sighs> Game changer. Yeah. Game changer. The organic, unsweetened, really expensive ketchup. Yeah. What is it? Primal ketchup or something. Like that. It's not even yeah. ketchup. It's like red shit that tastes like well, ketchup. It tastes exactly like ketchup. I, I guess it's just tomatoes, it's right? Tomato yeah. based, yeah, with so vinegar good. and some sea salt. Yeah, we'll go over recipes next time. But anyways, all right, honey, thank you for coming to be my guest. You well, look so beautiful for today. Me. We've been talking about doing this for a while. You so. are so pretty. I'm gonna give you a pretty sign. <laughs> you like that, huh? Oh, fly away, my fairy. Uh, there's no need to follow her on Instagram. <laughs> Um, it's, it's just it's just pictures Houses. of the house and the dogs and shit. So occasionally just, you and the kids. Yeah, just follow me, um, and and maybe you'll get a glimpse of my beautiful wife. And <laughs> so until next time, thank you everybody for listening to On the Delo, and uh, we'll check you out later. Peace. <laughs>